0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Casted Into the Fire. We're back on A Game of Thrones again, and uh, Bill is on.
1: Yep, and we're going to be reading uh, the first Jon Snow chapter.
0: It's and
1: one of my, It's one of my favorite little uh, intros to one of my favorite characters in this
0: series. So it starts with... Um, a f- this is one of the... F- few times, and there are not many, when Jon Snow was glad he was um, a bastard, so illegitimate as um, it's called bastard throughout the series says. So that's what that means, yeah. bastard. And the reason is he gets to hang out with the squires and drink as much wine as he wants instead of... Um be at the high table and being all proper, Be all proper with his with uh, Ned Stark's true born children. Yep. Instead he's drinking him and Ghost are sitting in the corner. And uh, he's fourteen and Ghost he, is still a puppy. And he has a man's thirst. So he's fourteen and he's getting yeah, he's getting drunk
1: for the first time ever really and he's 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 continually
0: drinking some kind of sweet wine, and um the royals and the highborns are you know they got a harp and um they're they got their fancier table at the other end of the hall and yep.
1: Yeah, and each child gets a glass of wine, but no more than that. But not Jon
0: Snow. He gets as much wine as he can drink. Except, is that accurate that um, they would be restricted about wine even as kids in a medieval...
1: Hard to say, honestly, and I would say it depends on the culture. But I would say that, you know, they might have some kind of very, very, very light, weak wine... uh, because, again, the issue is that, you know, water isn't necessarily always safe to drink. It's the same thing with beer. They could make, you know, various drinks and very low alcohol content. But I imagine this was just a specific fancy wine that, you know, <laughs> kind of like their first equivalent of champagne, except it wouldn't be champagne. It would just be whatever it was.
0: And it's worth pointing out that the Starks probably do have safe water. They're... They're nobles, and they have their own well in the...
1: They're in the north, too, where there's, like, lots of ice and probably clean water, so.
0: And as uh, Jon Snow is drinking with the Squires, um, he notices Queen Cersei, and um, she's as beautiful as her reputation is, um, is, and um, she has a jeweled tiara that matches her green eyes,
1: Yeah, but he also notices that he's she's not very gracious uh, towards his father or anybody else who's serving her. And as he it says, says even at fourteen he could see through her smile. So, means that. uh, She's seriously. Yeah, she's seriously. She's the. uh, She she's she's not a nice person, and it talks about how. He's disappointed with the king when he sees the king, cause the king's this you know old fat
0: guy, and
1: he's 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 apparently... sweating.
0: He looks drunk cause he is drunk. Yeah,
1: exactly, cause we're, you know this is Robert Baratheon. He's drunk a hundred percent of the time. I mean, that's the impression I get from this entire series.
0: And he he doesn't look like this warrior that uh, defeated. Rhaegar in the Battle of the Trident anymore. Right? Yeah,
1: he's he's meeting his hero, his now long washed up hero, who happens to be the most powerful man in the world right now. But he's no longer, you know, physically fit. He's no longer really, probably, even of the best mind. He's certainly not sober ever. Uh, and you know, he probably he went to bed with as it says tales of, you know, these cr- these amazing crazy times that his dad and. Um, Robert did, and, you know, the fact that they teamed up and, you know, defeated the, uh, defeated, uh, the Targaryen throne and defeated everybody else and, you know, had amazing military and, you know, one-on-one combat feats. So he's disappointed, of course, because he met his hero and the hero is past his prime and... Well, one of his heroes, because we talk about other heroes that he looks up to later on in this chapter.
0: And the kids are making their procession to the high seat, and little uh, Rickon, who's three, he's three years old, and he wants to stop and hang out with John, and John has to urge him to go on to the... well,
1: he's he's a kid. He's he's a little, little, tiny kid. He's a toddler, uh, or maybe a little bit past that. He's three. Three's... Pretty much a toddler. He's going up to the person he sees as his big brother, and he wants to, like, you know, play probably. And John has to shoo him away. Cause
0: and Rob comes boy after, and uh, he's wearing the stark colors, gray and white. And he's escorting Princess Marcella, who's not quite eight years old. And um, she has golden curls and a jeweled net. And... Uh, on her hair. Yeah. And... And Arya
1: was paired with Tommen. And Tommen's, I guess... Did he say how old he is? It sounds like he's really young. He's...
0: He's really young. I'm not sure what age he is, but... It sounds like he's like four or five, basically. I think so, too. Yeah. And... Um, he's, uh, plump and has white blonde hair that is longer than Arya's. Yep. A white blonde, that's, uh, that's interesting. That's not even really Lannister, that's like Targaryen.
1: Yeah, but that's a thing that sometimes happens. Like, my brother and I were both blonde at one point in our lives when we were really little, and that didn't last. We have brown hair now, and that's... That's just a weird thing sometimes. Sometimes kids go through different color phases.
0: And the Targaryen color is more described as silver gold, but yeah. that, that sounds like the Targaryen wigs in the show anyway. Well, it yeah. sounds
1: like with Targaryens in general, as an aside, it sounds like with Targaryens that they're like supposed to... Tr- their eye color and their hair color are supposed to be like whitish gold and purple eyes, so it's supposed to, I think, be otherworldly-ish. I think that's what they try to get with that. I mean, not quite uh, otherworldly, but, you know, really weird, really an un- unusual and unique uh, phenotype, so to say.
0: And uh, next comes Joffrey, and Joffrey is 12 years old, and John is dismayed and
1: Sansa's to... with him, and Sansa's, what, 14 by now, or...?
0: Um, Sansa's 12, too. Oh okay. I thought it says Sansa was two years old. Actually I think Stan- I think Sansa might be eleven. I I don't know. Well John is dismayed that Joffrey, who is twelve, is older is taller than him or Rob. Yeah. And he also has um, blonde hair like his sister and um, green eyes like Queen Cersei. And, yeah. um, he's all fancied up. He's got a golden choker and a high velvet collar. And Santa looks all happy walking beside him. John doesn't like Joffrey's pouty lips, or how bored and disdainful he looks. Oh yeah, Joffrey's lips are gonna keep coming up.
1: Yeah, because
0: he's a brat. He's right, a so. brat, and they keep, keep mentioning about how his lips look like worms. And yeah. Mostly from uh, Sansa's point of view later but um and next come you know, more Lannisters Jamie Lannister and he's all he's all smiling and tall and golden and green eyed and he's got the full Lannister crimson silk and, and tall boots and, and all that yeah and Jon thinks he is what a king should look like and he mentions
1: of course that he's Lance to the line to his face, and they whispered Kingslayer behind his back,
0: so. And, um, Tyrion Lannister comes next, and he's a dwarf, and by that I mean a a little person. Um, and he's half his brother's height, and, um mentions his head is too large for his body and uh, he has a green eye and a black eye. Two different colored eyes. Which, it's a thing some people have.
1: Well, they also don't make him as uh, good looking as Peter Dinklage in this. They make it pretty clear that his face is kind of squashed now for him.
0: And he also has the white blonde hair, um, like Tommen. Yep. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is i'd say he's conventionally attractive and
1: well he yeah he's got he's got a handsome face and he's he can present himself in like a very very like he could present himself in a uh a, a proper and sophisticated way and i think that's one of the reasons they chose him for the show is because he can do that and he can he can actually make it sound like he would um you know, he gives off even a royal heir, even though he, you know, as you know, Tyrion would say, is his height. Which, again, that doesn't necessarily matter to us now, but it clearly does then. And it clearly does in Game of Thrones. But they, of course, they make Tyrion... They're trying to make him as ugly as possible. And it's like... It's, uh... I, I can, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to make the Simpsons reference now. uh, That I always inevitably do. But, you know, they, he's... He's ugly, ugly. He's not Hollywood ugly. He's ugly, ugly.
0: Um, in quote, His head was too large for his body with a brute squashed-in face beneath a swollen shelf of brow. One green eye and one black one peered out from under a lank fall of hair so blonde it seemed white. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't particularly look like Peter Dinklage. Dinklage plays the role amazingly. Yeah. And I think is truly the best guy they could have gotten for the role. But...
1: Well, I think that all the actors, for the most part, were the best ones they could have gotten for the role unless they actually chose unknowns. And the problem with unknowns is that they're not going to necessarily know how to act. Whereas knowns may not look entirely the part, but they'll know how to act.
0: So... And, well, anyway, Tyrion... You know, as a dwarf, he faces a lot of Pre- prejudice, both, you know, Westerosi society in general and from his father. And some of it doesn't touch him as much as it could because he's a highborn. But yeah, some he, of it still he, does, he does, a lot of it. He does have
1: connections and he has his wit. He has um, money. Yeah. He has money. Um, And again, there's it's prejudice. The prejudice comes out throughout the book, no matter where he goes. Every time he's there you somebody will often make some kind of remark on his height and his uh appearance. But again, he they'll often underestimate him, even though he's very, very smart.
0: And um finally the last two of the lords um enter his Jon Snow's uncle, Benjamin Stark, who's in the Night's Watch. Uh, technically since he's in the Night's Watch, he's not supposed to be a lord anymore, but um Yeah, to some degree, they're still going to be thought of as one, even if officially they leave those kind of titles behind. Yep. And next comes um, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, the hostage. And uh, at that point, John notices this wolf under the table is uh, rubbing his leg, and um, he gives uh the wolf an entire half a chicken
1: yeah he doesn't just give him a lick. he's an entirely half chicken um and ghost uh he's ripping into it and at one point a another dog
0: bigger than puppy yeah, ghost
1: um as described uh as a, uh, apologies for the terminology, but it's supposed to be technical. Black mongrel
0: bitch. With long and, yellow eyes. And it caught the
1: scent of chicken, and she tried to intimidate Ghost out of it, and it doesn't work because Ghost is a dire wolf. Not just a wolf A dire George
0: wolf. R.R. uses the word a lot toward, uh, female dogs. Well,
1: again, it's technically... No, it's, it's
0: technically correct. It's... But yeah. I do think George is, uh, using it to use it.
1: Yeah, well, he, he's going. um, But the the thing is, the ghost intimidated this much larger dog uh, away from his chicken.
0: And it's noted that um, the Stark Stark children had not been allowed to bring their wolves into the dining hall like that. But um, at the table with the squires, uh, there were a bunch of dogs under the table and no one cared that John brought his wolf. Yep.
1: Yeah, there were a bunch of dogs already the wolf blended in it's a, still a puppy too it's shown to be smaller than a lot of the other dogs uh, so it's not going to cause too much of a commotion of course uh, people do notice it somewhat um, I believe uh,
0: and is there maybe a little bit of an underlying Ben, ben
1: notices it his uncle Ben Stark notices it
0: Yes, and is there a bit you think a bit of an underlying theme that um despite the perks of being a noble um less fancy people who may have less uh controls and less they have a bit more control over what over some things like he can bring his wolf, he can drink and Yeah. Yeah, it's... I was trying to go somewhere a bit more coherent with this.
1: No, he, uh...
0: He's sort of allowed more freedom with it. Because he doesn't have to worry about the decorum so much and and the expectations.
1: And he's out of sight as opposed to being, you know, in the middle of sight like the rest of the highborn. And, And uh... His uncle has a talk with him.
0: And... Yeah, his uncle goes to um, talk with him and notices the wolf. And John says that his name is Ghost. And um, Benjamin takes the wine cup out of John's hand. And he's a summer wine, he said after a taste. Nothing so sweet. How many cups have you had, John? John smiled. Ben Stark laughed. As I feared. Oh well, I believe I was younger than you the first time I got truly and sincerely drunk. And he just snags a roasted onion and bites into it. Yep. You'll see onions as a recurring theme throughout the series. Yeah, that's, that's Like yeah, it's a common food, but it seems
1: to be some kind of theme.
0: Yeah. The it, and uh yeah, his uncle is dressed completely in black because he's in the Night's Watch. Um, basically, the Night's Watch's is uniform is you're wearing black. Not everybody has the same quality of uh, robes or armor or um, cloak. And he took
1: the the black as the the way they say, um, and he he is he is in the Night's Watch, and therefore he is not to uh inherit any lands and he's no longer he's no competition to net or officially
0: land. he's no longer a lord even if he is technically being treated like one yep. um, and apparently yeah they do sometimes let people visit their family at least nearby family I'm sure not all the time but being a longtime member of the Night's watch and possibly entering it having been a lord has its perks yep I doubt if they'd let you just make a trip like that if he if his family did not live so far north already. Um, taking a trip to Winterfell isn't exactly taking a trip to Highgarden. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, he's noticing that his dad is not very festive and his dad is uh, very tense, and, of course, he's tense
0: because... Why did I say anything about robes? No one was wearing robes. Uh,
1: well, no, there was mention of robes several times, including uh, Robert Baratheon sweating in his, all well, his silk robes, I guess. You well, know, um,
0: the, the Night's Watch in general are not wearing robes, so yeah. I said robes and then... <laughs> anyway, but
1: yeah, he's noticing that his dad is very tense, uh, and he's trying to make sure everything's going smoothly, and, you know, everybody's feasting, but you have, uh... You have Cersei, who's very, very cold and observant through the whole thing. And, um, uh, of course Robert is just drinking and getting drunker all the time. And clearly, uh, clearly Ned Stark's trying to avoid any sort of, uh, any sort of, uh, problems. Uh, which he knows probably could a million things could go wrong here and he's trying not to. And John's noticing this. He's noticing that, you know, these politics are taking a toll on his dad.
0: And that um his dad took the king down to the crypts that afternoon and the queen didn't want him to go.
1: Yeah, seriously he didn't like that.
0: And, and that's
1: probably because of uh who's down there.
0: Yeah, that's because this was somebody that Um, Robert had been in love with with, and And still in love with, and he doesn't love her, so she's jealous, even though she's dead.
1: She she doesn't want, yeah, she views like any sort of anything like that as a threat to her, even though, as Sarah said, she's dead. There's nothing that can happen. There's no real harm in him remembering this, but she still views it as an affront to her because she has to be in total control at all times and be at the center of all times. His
0: heart or whatever he. Has, as far as you know, capable of being in love with somebody, is with Leon, even though she's dead, and uh, yeah. Cersei is well aware of that. Yeah, I know about Robert. I, yeah, he probably did, you know, really love her, but Robert remained, you know, a promiscuous uh, man, and he he would have. It it was thought that he would have cheated on Liana even if he'd gotten to marry her.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not somebody to necessarily be tied down. He's somebody who he has the memory of her and that's probably what he really, really, really loves. uh, Possibly rather than uh, her. And he'll, of course, use that, as we discussed earlier, he'll use that memory as a... uh, sort of a cudgel against uh, anything that he doesn't like especially the Targaryens
0: and he's part Targaryen himself not not a whole lot of Targaryen but all not those noble houses gonna... married each other so much that... and
1: not that anyone's going to remind him of that
0: no that wouldn't be very safe no, no. huh and um, Benjamin's continuing to look at Jon and Says you don't miss much, do you, John? We could use a man like you on the wall. Yeah. And John's all uh, filled with pride at that, and um, says that even though Rob, even though um, Rob is um, a stronger lance, he's the better sword, and um, he can ride as well as anyone in the castle. And John is like. T- you take me with you when you go back to the wall. Father will give me permission if you ask him. And Benjamin's like the wall is a hard place for a boy, John. And John, 14-year-old John, I'm almost a man grown. Yeah,
1: he, he's a hard man at 14.
0: I will he's turn 15 on my next name day. Whenever that is. And Maester Lewin says bastards grow up faster than other children. All right. He probably... He is more mature than the average fourteen-year-old modern boy would be, but he's still fourteen.
1: So then he brings up another hero of his, like one of these uh, historical figures that he looks up to. Darren Darren Targaryen was only fourteen when he conquered Dorne, and, and Darren the Young Dragon. Yeah, and you know Ben Ben says that the conquest lasted a summer, and he. It was apparently quite bloody. He lost 10,000, uh, conquering it, and then he apparently proceeded to lose 50,000 after that, which says to me that he was not the, uh, most ept commander.
0: And he he didn't live past 18. Yeah, and
1: you wouldn't expect, though, a kid like that to be the most ept commander. I mean, even if you're a prodigy, you're still gonna have some hard lessons. Um... And he's John, of course, gets very bold, and he want, says he wants to serve in the night's watch, and he knows all about that, and he still wants to serve
0: um and, and I, yeah, Benjamin is like it's a sworn brotherhood, we don't have families, we don't ever father's sons. um our wife is duty, our mistress is honor a bastard can have honor too, John said, I am ready to swear your oath. You're a boy of 14, Benjen said. Not a man, not yet.
1: Apparently his Benjen's uh, metric is until you've known a woman, you can't understand what you've been giving up. And John said he doesn't care uh, in true uh, um, true edgelord emo fashion. Sorry, that's uh Oh, yeah, he's emo. He is, and he's... Uh, um, and... You know, I think Benjen's trying to like tell him, you know, you might, you still got your life, you still got some things to do. He <laughs> starts, or um, what is it, uh, John's getting, uh, angry at him. He said, uh, he, he, <laughs> they have a sort of a weird moment where Benjen calls him son and he says, I'm not your son. And Benjen said, more's the pity. So that sort of tells you how he feels about John.
0: And says, come back to me after you've fathered a few bastards of your own, and we'll see how you feel. And that makes John angry, and he says, I'll never father a bastard, never. Um, and he says that because of how he feels about um, being, you know, less... A bastard. Yeah, he he's... doesn't want to inflict that on somebody else. Yeah, uh, uh, He's not... Um he's not like in you, you know, abused in the same sense that some other characters that later come up will be. Yeah. But he's he's tr- he's not treated as a full member of the family and Catelyn is very cold to him and you know openly doesn't want him there, which you know is a form of abuse too. It's it's I'd say pretty authentic for the time period it's supposed to be. Um, Like most lords, if they father a child out of wedlock, would not bring them home for the wife to see. Um,
1: Of course, we later learn that there's a lot more to John's story, but before that, we don't know that. Uh, Ned's just saying, he's my bastard! Here he is, Catelyn, and Catelyn's not very fond of that.
0: And this is after Catelyn like Catelyn and Ned, all right, this doesn't come into this chapter, but Catelyn and Ned, they have their wedding, um, they are together just long enough for her to get pregnant with um, baby Rob, and then Ned's got to go off to war, and she has her baby while he's off at war, and he comes back with another baby about the same age. Yep.
1: So, so, for all
0: appearances, he cheated on her with another woman off when he was off at war, which men did all of, the time.
1: Yeah, had some kind of affair and just did that, so.
0: And... Um, John is feeling tears in his eyes, and he excuses himself, and he's more drunk than he realized he was. Yeah. And he... He gets his feet all tangled under him and um, knocks into a serving girl, sends a whole flagon of wine crashing, people are laughing at him, and he just runs for the door with his wolf outside.
1: Yeah, he, he tries to whisk himself away with ghost. And then suddenly uh, Tyrion calls out to him.
0: Boy, a voice called out to him, John turned. And he sees Tyrion sitting on the ledge, um, looking for all the world like a gargoyle. And he asks uh, if uh, the animal is a wolf. And, you know, John says it's a dire wolf, and his name is Ghost. And what are you doing here? Why aren't you at the feast?
1: Yeah, he, he said it was too hot, noisy, and he's too drunk.
0: And it would be rude to vomit on your brother. Yeah. And he asked to have a closer look at the wolf, and John says can you climb down or shall i bring a ladder
1: um and Tyrion, uh just sort of jumped down vaulted backward onto his legs
0: and that's sort of a thing that uh he he jumps down spins and lands on his hands and vaults backwards onto his legs
1: and it's one of those things where we don't see that again and (laughs) Sarah brought that up at
0: one point. But, uh, what were George saying? R.R. basically. He wrote that and then he did some research on what kind of um, uh, physical impairments somebody with dwarfism would um, generally have and how difficult that would be. Um, so he doesn't really do that again. We
1: just he get spends little... the
0: rest of the series, you know, thinking about his aching legs and stuff. So.
1: But 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 you believe it enough that you could say, okay, Tyrion did it this one time just to clearly impress John.
0: Well, later in much later, George Harar comes up with an explanation for these acrobatic skills that Tyrion had practiced them a lot when he was a kid until his dad was um, came down on him about that being undignified for a Lannister, and he stopped.
1: Yeah. Um, and he still had some of it, but he, it's harder for him to do it. So he probably. He's just...
0: doing this drunk. So he, he, he's drunk and he also is trying to put on a show for John. Um, and um, Ghost is uncertain and is backing away. And Tyrion says, I believe I frightened your wolf. My apologies. He's not scared, John said. Uh, Tyrion and John kind of have this sassing each other kind of uh, dynamic. Yeah, and
1: that's something that, you know, lasts. And they sort of touch up on it in the show a few times, but not as much. But it's a, it visited a few times in the show. And but they have a very, uh, very, you know, a very frank conversation about um, calls him Ned Stark bastard, and John sort of clearly doesn't like that. And Tyrion says, "Well, yeah, I'm a dwarf. Uh, don't have to be tactful." And he goes into about how hard it is to, you know, he doesn't have it easy either. Even though he's a pureborn, he still has it hard. His father hates him. His uh, mother died during childbirth, so.
0: And um, Tyrion, what he says in, quote... Did I offend you? Sorry, dwarfs don't have to be tactful. Generations of capering fools in Motley have won me the right to trust badly and say any damn thing that comes into my head. You are the bastard though. Um what he's referring to is um one one of the few available um things a non highborn dwarf could do in Westeros is Basically, be a circus act, a mummer, and um, it's certainly it's got a de- degrading aspect to it. But also, um, court fools really could say things that regular people could not get away with because of the you know they're expected to be funny. Yep. Um,
1: and well, it's also they they're allowed to have honesty, and that's sort of a thing that uh harkens back uh, it's we'll just say it's sort of debatable as to how accurate that is, but that is a common theme in literature, especially in Shakespeare, so it's sort of a Shakespeare reference to this fool will often say the truth uh, without repercussion because he can because he's the entertainer of the king, and if you freak out and get angry at a fool, that's generally considered. Uh, bad form. It's like, what, are you you really that scared of what a fool will say? So uh, Tyrion sort of views himself as that.
0: And later in the series there will be other um, dwarf characters that um, are in that kind of, they're not highborn and they are in like circus carnivals and there's another man who's a priest. The priesthood doesn't really care what you look like, they just... Yep.
1: It'll take you as long as you believe.
0: And, uh, Tyrion, well, John says, Lord Eddard Stark is my father. And mm, Tyrion says, yes, he can see it. And you have more of the North in you than your brothers, half-brothers, John corrected. But he was still pleased.
1: Well, he's pleased that he resembles Ned more in the fact that, you know, Tyrion basically said he seemed to be harder core than, uh... His sibling. And
0: his. The bro- the brothers, um, do have more of Catelyn in their look. Um, and she's not from the north. Yeah. Um, they got the auburn or red hair. Um, yeah, everyone except for, uh, Arya. Who looks more like Ned. Um, she's got the dark hair and the long face. Yep. Um, and this is, uh, and the famous quote from Tyrion, Let me give you some counsel, bastard. Never forget what you are, for surely the world will not. Make it your strength. Then it can never be your weakness. Armor yourself in it, and it will never be used to hurt you.
1: Which um, is, you know, pretty good advice for somebody who's going to be in a very, very hard world.
0: And there have been at times I've tried to apply this Quote to myself over things, that, but um, it's also worth pointing out that Tyrion says it, but ultimately the stuff he has to deal with, he can't fully like hold to his own quote throughout the. Uh, he's he's dealing with too much and. Yep. And John isn't in the mood for this kind of philosoph- philosophy and says, what do you know about being a bastard? To which Charion says, all dwarfs are bastards in their father's eyes.
1: Yeah, but he then says, but not all bastards need to be dwarves. So ooh, there you go. John Snow is, uh, you know, he took that to heart
0: and he's, uh, he's still pretty impressionable. And um John also says, you are your mother's trueborn son of Lannister, which Tyrion says, am I? Do tell my lord father. My mother died birthing me, and he's never been sure. Uh, the reason for this, which also doesn't come into this chapter.
1: Just, and it is mentioned later.
0: It I is mentioned that. later that the Mad King Ares was obsessed with Tywin's wife, yeah. Um which led to suspicion that they could have had an affair, or he may have even forced himself on her, or it may not have happened at all.
1: Yeah, but of course Tywin is a uh, a paranoid guy, and he thinks anything like that could have happened. So, and he of course he's willing to blame that sort of thing on Tyrion,
0: as he also blames Tyrion for her death, giving birth to him, which you know obviously he was a baby. He didn't consciously choose that to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, after Tyrion's uh, speech about all dwarfs may be bastards, yet not all bastards need be dwarfs, he churns and he walks back to the feast whistling and the light's throwing a shadow and it says, for just a moment Tyrion Lannister stood tall as a king.
1: So again, Jon Snow's is- not always so much that so much as Jon Snow is impressionable. He's 14. He's, you know, figuring out what he
0: thinks is cool and what isn't. And uh, he's he's pretty emo. Um, yeah, you you mentioned to me that um, if Jon Snow had ever been exposed to any Batman... Um, yeah, he would have liked Batman.
1: He would have been a Batman fan. You could have shown him... Any of the most incarnations of Batman, like the 1980s movie or the Batman animated series, he would have loved it. He would have taken that to heart. And he wants to be that sort of person. He wants to view himself as some kind of badass. That's why he wants to join the, the uh, Night's Watch and join the wall and join his Uncle Ben. That's sort of why he feels shot down about it by his Uncle Ben. Even though his Uncle Ben's just trying to, uh, trying to protect him.
0: And while we're on the subject of superheroes...
1: Yeah, uh, I asked Sarah that.
0: You'll notice that, um, his, fa- his father figure is a Stark, and his uncle is a Benjen, Uncle Ben.
1: Okay, first of all, we're gonna have to address this Stark thing. Spider-Man's father figure wasn't exactly Tony Stark in the comics, They just made that in the MCU, and that was not really a thing when Game of Thrones was written, so that's not a thing. I mean, they have a relationship in the comics, but it's more of a team-up, senior superhero, junior superhero thing. And that's not really... they don't have the relationship that they made in the comic... in the movie, the MCU. But the Uncle Ben thing stands, and I actually legitimately wondered if that was some kind of reference. Which it could have been. Because George
0: RR is a huge nerd. Yeah,
1: and, you know, people will write references like that, so.
0: Um, so, anyway, that ends John's first chapter. Do you have any other commentary about it?
1: Oh, just that, you know, jo- John's always, uh, a fun character to read. Um, and we're gonna get more of that, and we're gonna get more of, uh, him and, uh, Ghost. Uh, we're gonna see more of that, so. It's, uh, a nice little chapter a nice little uh partial intro to him
0: and uh with that uh, this episode is um concluding and uh thank you for listening to cast it into the fire
1: yeah and the next one's gonna be about catelyn so more stark stuff
0: and uh then we're signing off now goodbye bye